We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. But like it was an incoming like. It was like, oh, let's take a chance. Let's take a flyer. It wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm trolling for 24-year-olds. Thank you for that clarification. Good clarification. So So, what's your range at now, Matt? What what are your parameters? 27 to 35. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Did you call did you call Trudy? I did. That would be that would have been Trudy me otherwise. Um no, like imagine if I was like, no, no, I didn't. Um, well, I mean, yeah. it, it could have been a good moment to then could have been call. a good reminder. <laughs> no, I did. She's actually like really crazy right now because she and my brother are moving from my childhood home into a rental because she sold our, my childhood home. Um, so yeah, they're all over the place, but I did speak to her. Yeah. Great. How about your mama? How's she doing today? She's good. My parents went to, um, Branson, Missouri for the like international taxidermy show. Great. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. My dad's Instagram was hopping off. (laughs) I can imagine. Very funny. Um, um but yeah, so they had like a seven hour drive today from Missouri back to Texas. Um oh, so that's how they spent Mother's Day, but we talked for a little bit. It was nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I did talk to her, but I was I mean, I just got back from my trip from DC. I'm very exhausted. Um I did get good sleep though last night. Again, shout out to our Sunset Lake C B D drops. I used the melatonin one again last night because I needed to knock out. Yeah. Nice. Um I did the same actually on Friday because I stayed up really late to work on something on Thursday because I wanted to have like a chiller Friday. Yeah. And so I just like told myself I was going to make it a late night and whatever. And so then on Friday, I was like, I'm going to set myself up for like such luxurious sleep. So I got my sleep mask. I got my CBD drops from Sunset Lake and I got my mouth tape and I was just like fully bundled up and it, it was epic if it was just like felt so good and cozy and like deep sleep it was amazing that is incredible um for people who haven't heard us talking about sunset lake they're a hemp farm that's just outside of burlington vermont they used to be a dairy farm they produced milk for ben and jerry's ice cream but in 2019 they started diversifying and growing hemp for cbd and we have been absolutely loving their products yeah and um several of my friends now have ordered And so, um, yeah, it's the, we're spreading the good word. We are. And I like, so not only do I love the drops, but then I mentioned last week that I was, that I had been using the salve, the CBD and Mm. Arnica salve for my back and my back felt amazing within like a day. That's huge. So big. I, as like a lower back issue person, 
having something that actually helps loosen it up is just magic for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually – oh, you know what I tried for the first time? I tried the fudge. Was as it like good? a little dessert. It was so good. It's just like great chocolate. So Cindy said – so I gave my fudge to Cindy because I don't like chocolate. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be wasted on me and I will throw up probably. Um, no shade, to, obviously, to Sunset Lake. I just despise yeah. chocolate. Um, and she said it was really good too. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, I had like a little um, – like nub of it. Like I could have gone like ham though. Like where like, I was like, what's the pro- like what's, what happens if I eat all of this? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, well, maybe you should do it for research purposes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's incredible. So yeah. Sunset Lake, they're awesome. All their products are third party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm to your door. So there's no middleman involved. You can check them out and support us. Our first advertiser at sunsetlakecbd.com. You can use coupon code FMH20 for 20% off everything. Amazing. Yeah, and that'll be in our show notes too if you're looking for the link in the code. Perfect. Yeah, that's where all of our advertising stuff will live. Yes, so you can always check things out there. Um, and it's also, by the way, on every podcast episode's website. Ah, perfect. So tell me about your your weekend. We I mean, we talked. We haven't actually talked be- since Friday. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, I did. I I had a date on Friday with lots of dogs. Yeah. We went to this pizza place that I really like and because I just like wanted something low key. Um, so yeah. we went to pizza and then we came back to my place and watched one of those. Did you ever watch those? They're like little mini documentaries called, I think they're called Seven Days Before. I, I can't remember if it's Seven Days Before or Seven Days Out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. So it was a Netflix limited series where it's like the week leading up to these like huge events. So it was like seven days before the Westminster Dog Show. And it shows like how different people are preparing for things. And they do like the Chanel fashion show. They do the reopening of um, 11 11 Madison. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a really – It's a fun like – Yeah, it's very cool. And so we watched the Westminster Dog Show one and I like dozed off in the middle because I was so fucking t- – so I was too sleepy. <laughs> too and, sleepy. Oh, God. It's so bad. Um, So, okay. I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss with this man. Ugh. Like, we were on a couch together, Allie, and like – No touching? It, barely – like, barely a leg touch. I don't get it. I know. Why wouldn't you want to touch the person you're dating? I don't – yeah, I don't know. That is so hard. I know. So so did you say something or did – like have you tried to broach this topic at all? I haven't because I don't quite – so he leaves for Asia for two weeks right. on Wednesday. And it, so that just like might it. be so much of a cooler that like I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I need to get like a lot of work. T- so we have our corporate work retreat Thursday through like Sunday morning. Tell and people so, what you're doing. Karaoke. um yeah so our our firm has like this very legendary karaoke competition on the saturday of it where it is like majorly and there are some people being annoying about participation and we were talking uh, exactly and my friends some coworkers and i were having conversation about how they're sort of missing the plot about like what is the proper thing like it's not this isn't high school where like the nerds are putting on a drama show right like right we're all nerds and you gotta participate and yep. so like it, it looks weird if you don't 
And um, so anyway, we yeah, we have uh, we're doing Shania Twain's that don't impress me much. It's going to be great. So good. I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be incredible. Anyway. So you have so to get a lot I'm, of work done because you have that retreat. Yes, because we were basically told that like all the so like all the partners know that we're there and they're kind of like told to leave us alone for those days. Like we're really expected to like be present and like doing the stuff. Like only yeah. work if it's like an emergency. I'm gonna have to front load my week a lot. And so anyway, I I, I don't know. I just don't know. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's really hard. But at the same time, I. I understand why he didn't bring it up right before this trip of his because I don't I think whenever you do bring it up it's going to be important that you are then able to see each other shortly thereafter to like see how that feedback has landed and if you both can kind of come to a good spot on it at least in the short term exactly yeah yeah so I don't know I think I'm gonna have a matchmaker date soon. Exciting. Yeah. They emailed me last week saying like, thanks for your patience. We found a guy for you, but he like just let us know that he got into a relationship. And so, but don't worry, like something is coming shortly. So fingers crossed. That's great. I'm also, I said this to you privately, but I'm also very happy that they got to him when they did and not earlier because let's say that they had found this guy, I don't know, two months ago. He might have already been on the track to date this other person, but would have been mm-hmm. early enough in it to go out with you, and then you would have like wasted a match. It, it's totally agreed. Could not agree to more. no no fault of anyone's, but like exactly. that timing would have been terrible. Yes, and so yeah, I'm totally fine with how it has played out in that regard. And so you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm like, I don't know. I've been feeling. I was like driving. I yesterday morning I went to so we have karaoke dress rehearsal tomorrow night (laughs) I to entice people told them like I would bring beverages and so I went to Costco yesterday morning and got um like white clon beer and stuff and I don't know I was like listening to a book on tape like driving to Costco and like I I just like felt really happy like I'm just like really enjoying like the things I have in my life right now and like how things look and I'm just like yeah I'm just like feeling really good right now and so um yeah, we'll see. I'm like I, – I just like feel like I'm in a good place. That's amazing. Um, okay. All about your weekend. I And my second date with the comeback kid. Yeah. I've had quite the week. So so I went – so I'll start with the comeback kid because it's chronologically. Yeah. So I went out with him on our second second date on Wednesday night. He came to my neighborhood because on our first date I had been talking about this Haitian restaurant that I really love in my neighborhood. And so Did that we sounds amazing. That? At Did some we point? walk past it? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, my neighborhood's called Little Caribbean, so there's like ah, a bajillion type – those types of places. Um, but this is one of the – like it's called Zanmi. This is one of the like nicer ones um, that's like more of like a sit-down place versus a lot of them are, you know, counter service or um, buffet. Um, so I've been telling him about it. And so when he texted me after our first date, it, that was in his first text message. It was like, let's – do you want to go out again? Let's go to that place. Love that. Loved that. Great. And it's BYOB. I ended up bringing one of the bottles of wine that I bought in France because I realized I, had, I haven't opened any of them yet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Guess yeah. I opened one with my mom, but it's a bottle of white. I haven't opened any of the red. So he helped me pick one out. I, like, sent him all the pictures of the different ones. I was like, what are you feeling? I picked one out. We went. We had dinner, and then we went to drinks at this little cocktail bar around the corner. We had a great time. It great. was super fun. Um. 
he so I asked him if he had started listening to the podcast. He mentioned that he listened the night of our first date, like right after our first date. Okay. And he listened to the third Hot Topics one. That's the one that was live that week. And I think that's where you mentioned matching with him, right? I did, but he told me that he didn't remember me talking about him. Oh, weird. Yeah, because he said, like, I know you said my nickname is the Comeback Kid and, like, I didn't hear you mention it. But it might have been brief. No, it wasn't because you – said like I've been hiding something from you. I thought so thing. too. Damn, yeah. Weird. I thought so too. Yeah. But he also said that he was like listening to it on his way home and then kind of like in bed after our date. So maybe yeah. he just kind of like nodded off for a bit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But he said he really liked it. And then he was talking about how – this is how I knew it was the third Hot Topics one is because he was talking about how we were answering listener questions and he was like really – I think proud is probably the right word, that he had been on a date with me. That's so cute. Yeah. He said to me like, wow. Like He's like, as I was listening, I was thinking like, this is really healthy advice. Like I went on a date with that woman. That's amazing. Heck yeah. Get it. Yeah. Emotionally available people. So that was cool. <laughs> right. We like them. We do like them. Um, he did also say that he doesn't think he's going to continue to listen because he thought – he's like he said it felt like a little bit of invasion of privacy. I think that's a totally fair conclusion to reach. Yeah. And – Listening back, because I, I went back to the third Hot Topics one to be like, what was I also talking about? I was recapping my second date with the disco ball. Yeah. Yeah. So – and obviously that was an amazing date. So yep. like I could totally understand from his perspective not wanting to continue to listen. Spare yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether the disco ball is still listening. Mm, okay. We didn't talk about it at all this weekend. Um, so anyway, so I went out with him. Had a great time. We were texting the next day. I'm leaving for Italy tomorrow. So, and when we say goodbye after our after our date, like he knows that I'm about to leave for Italy. So there's no possible third date for at least two weeks because yeah. I come back from Italy a full two weeks after he after that date. Wow. Okay. So, because I'm gone for like 11 days. So I think we'll stay in touch. I haven't. Ta- I didn't talk to him this weekend. Um, obviously, I was busy. Um, but I think I'll probably like, I'll probably shoot him a text from Italy with some fun picture or something. Just kind of like, you know, continue, continue. Yeah. Keep it alive a little. Um, but had a great time. Definitely do want to see him again when I get back. And then, so then, so that was Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, I took the bus down to DC to stay with the disco ball for two nights. Yeah, you did. And we recorded a Patreon episode from his guest bedroom. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, we did like a whole co-working situation on Thursday or Thursday afternoon when I got there and then also all day Friday. Um, he has a guest bedroom with a desk. So I was like all set up. Um, we couldn't even hear each other. So it like worked out That's really great. well. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. It was kind of like playing house like I lived with someone in the sense of like working in the same place. Yeah. Like I hadn't had – I haven't had that experience really. Um, he made us breakfast. He went and got us lunch. That sweet green recommendation was amazing by the way. I got you. Um, so and then he was all upset because he had told them black and chicken and they didn't put black and chicken in it. Oh, it was and just the regular I, chicken? It was just regular chicken but I was like mm-hmm. I didn't even notice because that's not even a salad I order work told me what to get. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea it wasn't black and chicken. It was very good. Good, good, good. Um. Yeah, so we did that all day Friday, and then um, on Friday night, 
He made his cocktails while I got ready. And this was the first time that I've gotten ready with a guy in a very long time. Mm, Like where I've been like doing my hair and makeup with the guy that I'm going out with present. Yeah. It was just like an interesting thought that occurred to me because he was like standing in the kitchen making our cocktails and I was in the guest bath like right off the kitchen like doing all my stuff. So we were talking like the whole time. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was just really great. He made his cocktails then and then we went to a cocktail bar that he made a reservation at um, and then we got ramen and then we went dancing. Love it. Yeah. The dancing was kind of a last minute move. So we were walking to the ramen place and I noticed this dance club that I've been to with my friend Christine. I'm not a dance club person. Like that is not my vibe typically. But I pointed it out and I said, oh, I've actually been to that place. It's called Flash Dance Club um, in D.C. And he's like, oh, maybe we'll have to make that move after dinner. And so we did. You know, we've already recorded with um, my friend Matt. Allie, that sounds very adventurous. (laughs) (laughs) You must love yeah. adventure. <laughs> I do love adventure. People will find out what that means in momentarily. Um, yeah. It was. And uh, I will save some more adventurous stuff for the patrons. But um, it was it was just really fun. And also, it, Flash has this massive disco ball. I saw that. Like, I saw that in the post. It was incredible. And the best part about it is he he noticed it. He pointed it out. He said, how perfect. There's a disco ball spinning above us. And I saw it and I was like, oh, ha ha, like, yeah, that's hilarious and kept dancing. And he was like, are you not going to take a video? It's the perfect content. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. He's like, no, you don't have to. I'm like, no, no, no. You were correct. Like something actually that I appreciated about um, the student was that like he – he would like indulge my like like my bullshit in like, like that <laughs> where I remember we were like driving somewhere and it was during um the like super bloom you know so it was yeah. like, around this time of year actually and we passed this like awesome like patch of like orange and like purple flowers and he was like um and I was I think looking at navigation and he goes look up you're gonna want me to pull over <laughs> And I yes. did. And I was like, yes, you got it. Like, exit, exit. And um, like took we like he like was like, okay, where do you want your picture in the flowers? <laughs> it was like, cute. oh, I love that. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I like appreciated that he indulged that. Whereas like the PowerPoint, like the PowerPoint, that's not his nickname. PowerPoint would like always shit on that stuff. Where he was like, this is so dumb. Like, why would you? Like, who cares? Like, da da da. And it's like, well, just because I do. Like, who? Who? Cares? Why care, do you care that I care? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm not asking you to care. Yeah. Like not be a dick. <laughs> right. Yeah, I really appreciate about that. Appreciate that about him. And he he is not a big social media guy himself. In fact, the last we talked right, about it, he had that. not actually looked at my social medias. Uh, because I had told him about my Columbia blog post and I had to like tell him where to find it. I was like, Yeah, it's on my website, you know, or you can like go to it through my Instagram. And he's like, Oh, I haven't gone there. I'm like not a big social media dude. Yeah. Um so he, it's not like he it's not like it's top of mind for him because he is like right. that. Like he's yeah. just But he's dialed into what you yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he was talking about how the night was like kismet because so we saw Flash. We happened to walk by the only dance club that I've ever been to in Washington, DC. Really the mm-hmm. only place that I would even recognize as being a place that I've been to. We happened to walk by it. After dinner, we went. It was a cash only cover. Right before we walked out of his apartment, he had seen $40 sitting on the counter and was like, oh, I'll bring some cash. And it was $20 a person. That is so weird. 
Yes. And he had literally just happened. I, I remember it vividly. He was like, oh, yeah, let me just bring this just in case. And then that was the exact amount of the cover. And then we got upstairs and there was a disco ball. Magique. Magique, indeed. Um, so, yeah, that was really great. Go ahead. I was going to ask, not to like, not to like jump to the, um, like, punchline's the wrong word, but like, it, I'm very curious about like how you left it, given now that there's going to be like a two-month Yeah. Day. Yeah. So, so I didn't leave until like 5 p.m. on Saturday. So okay. we had all day Saturday. And I came back because I was supposed to have a volleyball tournament today, Sunday, but it ended up getting canceled, which was good because I it was a very bad idea for me to go to D.C. for three days and then play a volleyball tournament and then go to Italy. Yeah. Um, so now I have a little more time to kind of get my shit together. But so on Saturday, we did some yoga. We made lunch. We took a walk, even though the weather was terrible, got coffee. Like we like had a day. Mm-hmm. And throughout it, we were talking about like at one point I said, like, I'm going to miss you while I'm away or while we're both away. And he said, I'm going to miss you too. Um, and I also mentioned to him that I had noticed and appreciated that he had like stepped up his communication game a little bit with Mm. me. Yeah. And I could tell by his reaction that it was in fact an intentional step up. That's nice. And so I think he appreciated that I said something. Um, so basically, so then I said, at some point I was like, I was like, man, I can't believe it's going to be two months. And he said, no, seven weeks. Oops. That's hilarious. It's <laughs> like, okay. But like that was kind of cute. Yeah. And then right. I asked if he would be open to doing FaceTime dates while we were apart, and he said absolutely. Great. So that's how we left it. And that was it turned out to be a really rushed conversation because we realized that I was incredibly late for my train and I in fact oh. ended up missing my train. Oh my um, god. It turned out fine because there was one that was only 45 minutes later and somebody had canceled, and so I got a really cheap fare and a refund. Oh, great. So it like it all worked out fine, but basically we were like talking and being kind of casual and then all of a sudden realized that like we need to fucking like, holy go. shit, we got to go. Yeah. Yeah, so like the conversation kind of got cut short, but that that's how we left it. Very good. Well, that's so nice yeah. and exciting. And I Yeah. I, I'm sure I like don't have any doubt that you'll keep it up. No. And I like I know I'm going to see him when he comes. Um yeah. So I might actually see him so, some apartments for him in June. Oh, that's nice of you. Because he won't be able to. Basically, he's going to have to rent an apartment site unseen. Oh, God. Yeah. So I offered to go see some. So who knows if he'll take me up on it. But Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we shall see. The next month is going to fly. I'm only in town for like four days of it. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but I, I am optimistic about my current situation. So, And I also got a new matchmaker match. Ah, uh, Yes. Yeah, so I won't I won't meet him until June. Makes sense. Yeah, because I, I yeah. I'll literally I'm literally going like to be in the city. The, for, I was doing the like calculation in my head. I was like, yeah, that's that that checks out. Yeah, <laughs> I will be here for four full days in between Italy and Orlando, and then Jesus when I get Christ. back, that's through Memorial Day weekend. Wow, so it's going to be a whirlwind. Seriously. Um, but you know what I realized. I was looking at my memories and it was exactly one year ago this week that I froze my eggs last year. Wait, really? Yeah. When did I – then – oh, yeah, that has to – yeah, because I did it right before you and I was seeing mm-hmm. the cyclist and yeah, wow, yeah. that all checks out. 
Yeah, it was exactly a year ago. And I just noticed this because it came up in my memories. And so it is the absolute perfect time for us to introduce our next sponsor, and that is Modern Fertility. Yeah. And, you know, both of us have always talked about the importance of understanding your fertility health. And, you know, both of us started the egg freezing process. Yes, one of us completed it. (laughs) One of us completed it. But one of the things that always – that struck me during that whole process was I knew absolutely nothing about how fertility works, let alone my own fertility in that process. Yeah. And not only that, something that I – something that came to light for me is that like even the tests you run through are not all the same. They don't indicate the same thing. Like something indicates – so for me, like something indicates your responsiveness to like fertility drugs. Something in like is – about how many like eggs you have like it's there's a lot there that we do not think about we do not and that is why modern fertility was created so it is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick which is great um because you know going in and dealing with a- another doctor in addition to everything else that we need to do you just mail it in with a prepaid label and then you get your results back in like 10 days yeah, and also so I um I have the kit and it's super easy to use. I have sent I've sent it away and I am awaiting the return. I'm hoping it'll be back by um our next read. And Oh, that would be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so it's like literally super easy and I don't know if anybody's like afraid of a finger prick, but it's absolutely nothing and um they make it so easy like the instructions are super clear. They send every it's like when you open an Ikea package and it has like all the little things in it. It's like so well yeah. organized and like you have everything. And they're cute little stickers too. We love cute little stickers. Yeah. So yeah. So that's exciting. So yeah, you get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, so many you know other important fertility factors. It goes also deep into what everything means. Mm-hmm. Because w- when I went through my process last year, it's like, okay, they can give you, say, oh, your hormone level is this. I'm like, okay, no clue what that means. Need help. Right. Um, and so Modern Fertility also offers fertility nurses that you can talk to one-on-one to kind of review your results and then any options for next steps if you want. Yeah. And I mean, something when we both were talking on the podcast about egg freezing, you know, a lot of people were asking us about cost and something that's great about Modern Fertility is it gives you the information that you would get from a doctor that could cost $1,000 and up easily or $159, which is like unreal. So unreal. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, you can get $20 off your test. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And also a big shout out to, I talked about this when I did my egg freezing process, but you can put HSA or FSA dollars towards this stuff. And a lot of people don't utilize those benefits in their insurance plans. So if you have questions about HSA and FSA, I could talk at nauseam about this. Please DM me. I will yeah. I will teach you all about it. And I mean, just something that like – something that we talk a lot about is not quite knowing if we like want kids or not. And so right. like arm yourself with the information now so you can make a decision that's right for you. Absolutely. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH. That means your test is going to cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH. And it'll be in the show notes. 
And it will, yes. We always will put everything there, as we said. Um, so I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So, And this is great because like we talked about like wanting to have like, – we talked about like, kid, like knowing if you want kids and stuff with our next guest. We did. I am so excited to kick off our Ask a 30-something Man series. <laughs> I love it. I like really find it's, the title funny. It like makes me laugh. <laughs> I I hope people find it funny. I think it's great. Um, and we are kicking it off with your friend, Matt. Yeah. Welcome back to the pod, Matt. Yeah. So if people weren't listening when Matt first came on the podcast, he was originally on one that we did way in the beginning with – him and my friend Darcy about being friends with somebody of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called the friendly one. Yep. So you can go back and kind of hear Rourke and Matt's origin story and more about him as a person on that episode. But I'm so excited to talk to him. Well, we already did, as we said, so that cat's out of the bag. But yeah. we had a great conversation with Matt and, and we asked him a bunch of listener questions. <laughs> yes. Very excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, let's go to Matt. back with Matt. Hi, Matt. Welcome back to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. It's so funny to have you back, too. Our audience has, like, really grown since – that was an early episode. It was. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about – it was Alana. I was talking to Alana the other day about how I was her first return guest, and I was like, yeah, we're about to have our first return guest, and she, like, didn't even remember when we had you guys because it was so long ago before we even knew her. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> no, it was just you're like very unmemorable. It's cool that you're about to get you're about to get introduced to a whole new audience of people, and it's exciting. Yeah, congratulations on all the success, guys. Thank you. Oh, thanks. You knew us when, so. <laughs> um, I'm very excited for this, Matt. So, like our our idea here is to do sort of like have different like men in our life, essentially, just kind of like wet, like answer questions in the sense that like ask a random 30 year old man like, <laughs> and like get, um, get like one man's position on this issue. Um, and so you're our, you're our first, our first one. Yeah. I was going to say, as long as this isn't taken as a like word of the law, then uh, I think we can find. Yeah. You're representing yeah. all men right now. <laughs> yes. With one perspective. <laughs> Um, well, we wanted to start off with, so we started this new segment a couple weeks ago called Mythbusters, 
where we like talk about a, a common myth in dating and then whether we think it's a myth or not, or maybe like mostly a myth or mostly not because the shit is not black and white. So we thought that if our ask a Ma- for our Ask a Man series that we would pose one that we've done to you and see what you think. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So Rourke, you're the one who read it to me last time and I feel like you're better at. Okay. So a, um, a female listener wrote in saying that um, she had seen this TikTok and she kind of wanted our thoughts on whether or not we think men do not become ready because they're like for long-term commitment because they're dating a great girl. They decide that they're ready to be in a long-term relationship and then like take who they, who comes next. Oh, wow. Okay. Go deep end. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a cop out to say it's probably a little bit of both, but I don't think until you sort of make, or at least what I've noticed is until you make the decision yourself that you want to be in a committed relationship that you're going to be even open to it. And then sort of, I think once that door sort of opens, I think after that, then it's like, okay, when the right one sort of comes, you're more angled to be receptive to that. Whereas if you met the same person a few months ago, you probably wouldn't. Thank you. Literally exactly what I said. Well, what what we were saying is that we thought that the first part is probably mostly true, but the second part of the myth is like the next person is the one. Oh, and yeah, like no. that part is like, no, like, it's not just like, oh, okay, you're here. You'll do. Right. Like yeah. I tripped over this one. I'll take her. Right. <laughs> like I'm ready now. She looks fine. <laughs> By the way, this would be an interesting question. If, hopefully none of us are single, but if like, if we did this at 40 and then 50, to see how our perspectives <laughs> might change. <laughs> yeah. That is okay, is I smiled at me. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully this does not this does not become a series in that sense. Let's <laughs> let's yeah. hope for that for all of us. Um, but yeah, so all right, aligned. We're on the we're all on the yeah. same page. Um, all right, should we just like hop into questions? Yeah. So Matt, we posted on um, our Instagram just an open ended. This is Matt. He's Rourke's good friend. Pizza thirty something man. Ask him questions. Okay. Interesting. And, yeah. So, Rook, I'm curious which one, like, you want to ask first. Like, which one, like, jumped out at you that you're like, oh, I want I want to ask this to Matt. I mean, I think – so, Matt, just so you know, like, this one came up a couple times, so I think we have to, like, confront it. Why sure. didn't you just start a new group text thread? Oh, God. Wait. How, how did it... – <laughs> How much context do these people have? All of it. Oh, oh quite a bit. Um, uh, okay. Well, first of all, I don't think, I think I recognized what was going on and I texted you, Rourke, specifically. Uh-huh. And then unfortunately, like I went into a couple of meetings at work because that was like during the middle of the day. And that it wasn't true. until Dennis, are we allowed to say first names? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't until like Dennis started sending those texts that I I lost. think it was Zara who then like reinvigorated oh. the group text yeah. by asking you time and like time and place. And I think you just responded. Yeah. And I think Still I didn't fully I didn't fully connect the 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 piece of advice that you gave me or or the fact that she couldn't just remove herself. I think that escaped my mind when a couple of things happened at work that I had to sort of like fires that I had to put out. And then once I was reminded again, it was like a little too late. And then it was like, oh shit, guys, this is uh this is awful, but also probably a sign that we shouldn't be together anyway. All true. Yes. 
Um, okay, now I'll ask you a real question. <laughs> sure. Yes, there were there were several listeners who were who were inquisitive about that particular situation, so I'm sure they will thank you for the yeah. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not very good for my ethos for the rest of these questions, but hey, we don't make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. More of the story. I think a great one is like, what are things that can get a man? Like, what are some things that can get a man to swipe right on a profile? Oh, interesting. Um, I think you know, as much as as much as it's it's like common sense, it's also really important. Like, I have read the same profile thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Everyone yeah. thinks they're making the same witty joke about liking brunch and and you know, screw ketchup or we're you know, all these different sort of like super generic things. The problem with those types of prompts is I have nothing to go on unless I'm like team mustard, like ride or die, you know, it's not going to be easy for me to start like a substantive or even a playful conversation because that has nowhere to go. So try to pick things that are specific to you and to yourself, because that will give me a bigger sort of like, if I know it's important to you, even if it's random, and I do have something to say, and again, you have like what five or five or six prompts, I forget how many is, then Three. chances are if you have six specific personal prompts, one of them will resonate that I can send something funny and witty on. So yeah. please no more like super generic because you don't want to like get instant node. Like do something to get a yes, not five things that just don't get a no. Because we all know you like brunch and going to nice and adventures. If I hear that word again, I'll kill myself. I, it's funny that you said the ketchup thing because one of the guys that I'm currently seeing had as one of his hinge prompts, my most controversial opinion is ketchup is for children. Ketchup sucks. <laughs> I had never – so. It's, but it's funny that you say that you see it all the time because that's the first time I've, I had ever seen ketchup referenced on a dating app profile. Maybe it's a thing that women are doing and men are not. Well, there's – like my dad has this phrase called mother is good uh, sort of statements, which is funny that this is on Mother's Day. But they're like – generic statements that every single person agrees with like yeah do you like to travel in your free time yeah if i had the money and i had and the and the free time and, and the someone to organize that trip of course i love it like who wouldn't and, and it's sort of like i really like nice meals okay <laughs> like they're just super generic statements that don't even say that much about you and and that's yeah. what i think is that's what I think is really difficult about like, even when you're like low energy and you're just trying to like swipe for five minutes in between conference calls or something, that just makes you want to put your phone down and just like look at the wall in between them instead of like, oh, I'll say one or two like cute things and see if I can start a conversation. Yeah. So that makes me think, so somebody else asked, actually a couple people asked, how much of a profile do you actually read? Sounds like you read the whole thing or maybe if it interests you. Yeah. I think once I see the first thing that interests me and then I want to sort of um, say something on I'll stop, say something, and then sort of move on to the next one. It's like, you've piqued my interest enough for me to make that comment. And I've seen either enough of like the first couple pictures or, or, or enough to like sort of trust what the information that's being presented that I, I will just hit like and sort of move on. And then, you know, I think oh. the, the difference between girls and guys is, you know, I have to make 20 likes to get three or four back. So it's, it's, it's more of a, like a numbers game. It's not like I'm going through tons and tons and tons of profiles of people who like me, knowing that that person is going to reciprocate. So I think there's a slightly lower level of sort of upfront investment until there is a match. So interesting. So if you, let's say the very first prompt that somebody had was something cool that you were interested in and you send her a a like or a comment on it, you're not going to read the rest of her profile? No. 
That's really interesting. Because the I I would once we matched, but like it's like I know enough. I know enough. It's just like if you're at a bar, like you know, if you're at a bar and you see and you make eye contact with a girl and she smiles at you and kind of like gives you the eyes, it's not like you're like, hmm, I better analyze what shoes she has on or what you know what bag she has or whatever before walking over. It's like I just had this initial chemistry. I'm just gonna walk over and the rest will sort of line up. So you're sort of like get me to yes. And then, like, we'll sort the rest out later. Absolutely. Because, again, I think it has to do with the fact that I've got to make a lot more likes than you guys do. So I, is that you, true? You know, I don't know about that. Really? I feel like I, I think yeah. statistically it is on Hinge oh, specifically. Okay. I think that – I think women, statistically speaking – I don't know about quality, but I sure. think from a quantity perspective, statistically women get more likes on dating apps than men do. Got it. Um, but it's interesting that you do that, though, because sometimes – I will get, I will see something that I really like on a guy's profile, but then read further and find something that is an absolute deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's the healthiest habit, it's just the most time efficient one. Fair. Which again, and I think too, that speaks to my, like, I don't want to say strategy or whatever, but I think profiles are, you know, 70% accurate, you know, 66% accurate. Like, it's just like social media in general. Like you're presenting uh this this aspect of yourself that you know is attractive to other partners so you're you're highlighting different activities or you're you're talking about you know different hobbies and stuff you know that you know are going to be the most socially acceptable ones and except so i think until you really sort of get in a back and forth with someone get their number and and talk to them and see how they speak or how they text it's hard for me to actually think that it's like real so i'm just trying to get to that point in order to go out on a date with someone to then see if we have, you know, chemistry or not, because I've had, I don't want to say hundreds, but a lot of circumstances where you either text too much, you know exactly how their witty banter is on, on text or, or even sort of on the phone. And then you show up and you realize like, Oh, that's not the way that they speak. That's not the way that they construct sentences. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. That was them with an hour trying to come up with a, like a witty retort when it was not just, that's just not how they're wired. So yeah. nothing against them. It's just sometimes these things can be a little bit like, like imposters. I've had the other thing, the other way happen too. And Rook and I talked about this recently. I need to stop having that alarm go off during our podcast. Um, I, Rook and I talked about this recently where there are some people, and I think this might be more men than women, who are very dry texters. Like they're just like informational oh. type texters. Yeah but not that way in person at all. Yeah. And I guess I come from the opposite, which is that person doesn't know me. So I almost have to be more demonstrative, more sort of like over the top if I want to make sure that uh, a joke lands. So on those same lines, Matt, a couple people asked, what is your favorite kind of dating app photo to see? Oh, wow. Good question. I mean, I think it's probably, you know, I know that this is like heresy to say, but I like to see how people interact with their friends. Um, Mm. So like the energy that someone has when they're with someone who they're really comfortable with, because you can kind of assume that that would be you and like sort of like put yourself in that situation. And so I like when it's her and a friend uh, or like her at a dinner table where it's definitely she's the focus, but there's other people there because you can kind of sense someone's energy and as candid as possible. Um, so like wedding photos or, or like with their friends or something like that, when it feels super posed, uh, like, oh, I just want to post this for like Instagram or something like that, or like selfie ish. Sometimes that, that 
at least for me and my, my tastes is not, you know, it speaks to, oh, you know, you're the type of person who, if you walk by a mirror, you're going to sl- like flash a selfie. And that's doesn't necessarily align with the type of women that I like to date. No offense, but everyone's different. But so I, I like not group photos, but ones where it's multiple people. Isn't that what that a group is? is? A- no, there that's you go. The yeah. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Yeah, I was actually talking about this. I was on, so I mentioned our friend Alana earlier. I was on her podcast um, a couple weeks, or no, that was only last week. And she and I were debating this, where she thinks it's important to have group photos, and I don't like to have them. Yeah. And no, she, I mean, said, she said the same thing that you did. Yeah. And and maybe the answer is like a mix of both, but. Um, yeah, I mean, having I all group me. photos will is a, is a non-starter. Yeah, all yeah. group photos can't happen. Yeah. 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 I think but your I first do enjoy one has couple. to be solo. First one has to be solo. That's yeah. probably true because that's the first one that's coming up and it's like, oh, okay, who is this person? And right. if someone's going to swipe through your like profile and sees, you know, the first three, they're not going to play that game. They're just going to say no on to the next. Yeah. Or like well, how many times? Like, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you well, just put a picture of yourself? Or like how many times have you seen a first photo that has more than one person in it and then been disappointed by who the person's <laughs> profile turns out to be? Yeah. Often. Yeah, that has happened point. countless times. Oof. Yep. Oof. And like, I might have thought that you were cute, but now I'm set up for, fa- you're set up for failure. Now you want my friend's number. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How do you feel about women offering to pay on a date? Oh, I think it's really attractive. I never let them do it. But I think just the offer, um, I think the offers is sort of meaningful, especially if you can tell that it's like a real offer. Like someone yeah. who like waits until you've already put your card in there and says, I've got it. Oh no, we should, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, sort of resonate, but, um, my whole thing to sort of get away from, you know, the awkwardness of it is I always try to make sure that like the verbs or verbiage that I use when I'm asking a woman out is like, can I take you two drinks? May I buy you a drink mm. and sort of, sort of, mm. sort of have that solved up front because there's like a few awkward moments that are just built into a first date. And one of them is, you know, do you hug them in the beginning? Do you kiss them at the end? Do you pay for dinner? Do you whatever? And so that one's just the easiest one to take care of ahead of time when by, by just making it like plain and clear, like I would like to take you to drinks. I will, I'd like to buy you a drink. And so you always, you can't always control the second two, but, but that one is, I think pretty, pretty easy to get sort of away from. So in that scenario, then you wouldn't be turned off if she didn't offer, if you had gone into the situation framing it that way. Not at all. Not at all. It's like the expectation. Um, I think it's cool when sometimes like they'll reciprocate and say, oh, next time, you Mm. know, you talked about how much you liked ice cream. Like next time, let me, you know, get the ice cream or something like that. But um, I also don't use it as like a metric that I care about that much. I care that people are like industrious and hardworking, but sometimes that manifests in a lot of different ways from a career perspective. And so, if uh, you're dating a student or something like that, a grad student or a PhD student that's age appropriate. Um, Very probably. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, it's important, you know, I, I, they're, they're working very, very hard, but they might not have as much uh, sort of uh, free cash to devote to stuff. And I don't want to have to select a place, uh, you know, because a date, I'm going off on a tangent here, but like, I want to have fun on a date. And there's certain things right. that you can control and certain things that you can't. If it's not a match or it's not a click, you can't necessarily control that. But having a drink at a cool place or a meal at a cool place, like 
chances are if you're a sociable enough person and it's a great place and it's a good vibe, even if it's not a perfect connection, you'll still have a good time. And so it's not as big of a waste of my free time that I've allocated um, as it would be if we were at someplace shitty that's far away that we don't yeah. want to be at. And then we don't click. And then it's like, there goes my Tuesday. <laughs> totally. So wait, your age appropriate joke brought up a question that a few people asked, which is, what is the ideal age for you to date? And also, why did you date a 24-year-old? Okay. Well, let me defend myself here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone back and forth about the age thing because I'm of the camp that like women are more mature than men. I think I think That's most true. Out of, out of, yeah. That's true. Out of, out yeah, it's just scientific. Cases, yeah. Uh and so I didn't know how much leeway above and below. And so for a while there I had it locked. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm missing people on both ends that could be interesting. And is this age thing arbitrary? And is it more about where you're at in your life and your life experiences up until that point and not necessarily about the age? And so I dropped on that, like the hinge thing where it says, is this a deal breaker or not? Yeah. I dropped it. And then, and then the, the 24 year old liked me. And so when I was going through the likes section or whatever, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And clearly, if you have the confidence to like a 33-year-old man as a 24-year-old, like, and she was not giving off like sugar baby vibes or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. She, she was like a, in dent, she was in grad school, like like in the medical field, which, which uh, my father's a doctor. And so I, I very, very much respect so I was like, oh, this person has a high level of confidence. They know what they're looking for. Maybe they're pretty mature and um, was like, uh, let's uh, see where this goes. Off. <laughs> yeah. But like it was an incoming like. It was like, oh, let's take a chance. Yeah. Let's take a flyer. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm on, I'm trolling for 24-year-olds. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> Good clarification. So, so what's your range at now, Matt? Yeah. What, what's, what are your parameters? 27 to 35. Okay. Yeah. And that that has been that has been uh, talked about quite a bit from multiple different women in the group, and that is where we've landed, and and everyone feels like that's more appropriate, or appropriate. I like that range. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So somebody else asked if you would date a forty-year-old. So it sounds like no, or at least they're not in your going to fall into your age range on Hinge. You know, this is what I think is just completely not fair. Uh, is I'm someone who who would like a family with a with a few children, and I am not someone who's wired to. And I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, right? Hopefully I meet the right one, and within three months I'm married, like my parents were. But I think it's like a, I'm a slower burn person to sort of um, mm. uh, to open up on a really deep level emotionally and to sort of trust someone enough to be in a super committed relationship. And so I sort of backtracked it in my mind, and it. If I was dating, if I was starting to date a 40 year old and then two years from now we got married and then a year later we started thinking about kids. And then as we all know, it, you know, takes, you know, nine months and sort of it just it, the, the, you know, biological clocks uh, make it a little sort of more difficult. Yeah. No, it's a real thing. Yeah, also, totally. Yeah. And I feel I feel unfair saying this, but also when you and, and this is from experience, but so it's only speaking from an anecdotal data set, but. When I went out with a lot of, you know, 35 plus women or 33 plus women, the expectation or timeline to make a serious commitment uh, is, is, is a lot quicker. And 
I do think it comes from like a biological standpoint. You know what I mean? Like um, they're probably thinking that they want kids and they want to sort of meet uh, meet someone and, and have that lead towards, you know, marriage and kids just like I do. And sometimes that creates um, a stress or an anxiety on my part to feel things at an inorganic speed for myself. And it's not that I'm not very intentional about dating, but that can, that can get in the way. And then, like I said, like if it's not fun, because we're thinking like, you know, should we be serious on the fourth date or the seventh date? It can, it can be a little complicated. Is that fair? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that makes Ellie's sense. Ellie's eyes right now are not happy with me. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, I just think – I think you're right that like a lot of women – and I'm going to say a lot of women my age because you said 35 plus and your girl's 35. Um, but I think that like a lot of women and friends my age that I talk to that are single do have a little bit more of that mindset. Yeah. That it's like a little bit of a faster timeline and not always because of the kids thing but also just mm-hmm. because they're like, I just know what I like and I don't yeah. want to waste time and like I like him so let's just do this. And I, th- I think sometimes it can come across almost like that myth buster that we talked about. Like, mm. oh, well, I'm ready for this now. You're good. Let's go. Yeah. Well, interesting. So you think on the flip side that women do sort of feel that way? I don't know if they feel that way, but I think it can come across that way. That like women that are my age, I have found that I talk to or that I when I talk to guys, like it just feels that way to the guy. Whether or not the woman is actually thinking that. Damn. Like, and you, like you just said, like yeah. it comes across like, come on, let's get this going. Like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. And sometimes I feel guilty when I can't reciprocate at the same level, but maybe that has more to do with how I'm wired specifically again, like my own perspective and not the average sort of 33 year old male, but it's just, uh, unfortunately the way I feel at this moment could change. Yeah. I always um, date younger guys too. So I'm like particularly interested <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> What's your dating app set to? Twenty-four. <laughs> oh God, thirty is my floor. But I'm typically da- I'm almost always the guy that I'm dating is in his early thirties. Like right now, thirty-one and thirty. That's cool. What so, do you What do you What do you like about people that are slightly longer than you? Is it a power dynamic? Not even purposeful. Like it just happens. Like I don't. I don't know. Like some of them are incoming. Like some of them are outgoing. Like it's not like I'm. Like you said, it's not like I'm out there trolling for thirty-one year olds. My range goes up to forty-two. But mm. I just never end up dating someone older than me. Huh. Never happened. Have you tried? Yeah, that's, that's I, the thing. That's the thing that I get. People are like, "Well, you're you're creating these imaginary barriers." Of, of what your perception of a 39-year-old woman is when you've never dated a 39-year-old woman or whatever. Um, maybe we should both challenge ourselves to try and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I try. The the guy worked the three-peat was 38. Oh, right. I remember that. 38 and you still didn't know how to kiss. So like, I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. Tough. Can you teach but a 38-year-old how to kiss? <laughs> no, you cannot. Been there, tried that. But anywho. Are most guys intimidated by smart women? Oh, see, I feel a very specific type of way. I was raised by a very strong alpha female, and I have, as Rourke knows, dated um, all across that sort of spectrum, and I find it a huge turn-on. I like a woman who has a very strong perspective or a very strong opinion, who's who's like educated on her opinions and the way that she thinks and feels, and it's a huge turn-on for me. I can understand... Um, if, if you're not wired or have a lot of these women in your life, how it could be intimidating. Um, but I feel like I'm coming from a perspective. You need to get, you need to get over it. You need to get the hell over it because if you're dating intentionally to find a partner, like a life partner, 
like why would you want someone who who wouldn't be bringing the 50% that you're trying to bring to to a relationship um because you're only you know creating a a weird power dynamic unless that's your thing and then you're probably not emotionally mature enough to be dating a intelligent hardworking badass woman anyway very well said yeah and and i think when women talk to me like through my coaching or whatever about finding that men are intimidated by them like well don't date those men touche yeah touche like but that's not like um i think something that i've struggled with especially in my 20s was you know um i can be a very intense person in certain uh situations and uh one of them is like work and the other is like like when we're playing games and i think that intensity almost comes across as like in a super playful way but if Mm. people don't if people don't interpret it that way and they're like oh he runs around and he's wired like that like he must be crazy and it's like no there's certain circumstances where you're amping it up because it's fun and competitive and sort of um you know again playful and i've had problems where people have not been receptive to that match or that energy um as much as like the the chill mat at dinner or whatever and so it's 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 interesting or if someone meets me at work when i am a little bit more type a and more hard charging and intense it's part of it's part of how i how i work my 10 hour days then it's probably but i'm not trying to date you if i'm meeting you at work so I, right. I don't necessarily care the perception that you're getting you know of me but it does seem like there's multiple different sort of sides or facets of it yeah yeah i think that's an important point to like yeah if somebody is intimidated by you because you're intelligent generally don't date that person but yeah. there's also something to be said about all of the different facets of someone and that you can kind of like go too hard in the paint on one thing and come across in a way that's like this person is super one dimensional. All they are is super intense and, you know, yeah. And you know the way that it manifests the most is sometimes like I want to get something on the schedule at a specific time and date because I'm, and I hate the word busy, but I'm a busy, hardworking person. And so if you can't hang out, you know, Tuesday at seven or, you know, Thursday at 8.30, I can't hang out with you. My schedule's full. So I'm trying to be very respectful on the front end of saying, I want to see you. Here are my windows. I hope they match with yours. If they don't, toss me something back because other people are trying to like grab for these slots too. And I'm not saying like dates. I'm saying like hanging out with friends or work stuff or sort of whatever. And sometimes that gets interpreted as like, oof, this guy's really intense when it's honestly the opposite. It's like, I'm trying to make sure that I budget the bandwidth and the energy and the time so that we can be, you know, there and present for, for, for a date to see if we're a match. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. I appreciate when somebody yeah, is very specific about like, here's what I'm free. Okay. So you were talking about kind of your dating app conversations with someone and like the banter. How would you characterize a good dating app conversation that like leads to a date? Oh man. Um, I think that the goal of every sort of conversation that you have in app, the goal should be to get off app and to establish like a date. So Amen. I, I think, you know, we date with intention. I think we should also like flirt with intention. I think the long three week, how was your day every second day sort of, you know, ad nauseum, uh, boring type of conversation is just like, I'm not nearly as interested in as that is, you know, something funny, joke, joke, 
what do you like doing? Are you a drinks girl? Are you a coffee girl? Are you a dinner girl? Uh, oh, I don't know you well enough for dinner. <sighs> Sounds like drinks, you know, what works for you? Like I'm trying to yeah. get out of that as soon as possible. And that's born from a perspective of, I used to, I used to text for a really long time to establish if that person was like, if our connection over text was, was worth you know, asking a person out on the date or putting them on the schedule. And there wasn't a connection between how long I was texting and then the chemistry that happened in person. So right. that's the one sort of downside for like me on the apps is, you know, even if you can text back and forth really well and you're that witty in person, if we both look at each other and you're an attractive person and I'm an attractive person or something, um, I'm a very <laughs> modest looking human. Like you don't, you, you, you can still just not feel it. And then there's nothing either of you can do about it. You can't say, you know, seven more, you know, flirty, witty things and like, oh, now we have chemistry. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm now just trying to like get to the point, see how you are in person and you see how I am in person and sort of see if it's a fit. So less than 20 texts to circle back to the answer, less than 20 texts, 10 would be ideal. Show me a little bit of something like a little bit of energy or a little bit of like wittiness in your sort of responses. And then let's get to whatever the date that we both feel most comfortable doing. Cut to everyone listening, going and counting how many messages they've exchanged <laughs> with people they're talking to. By the way, that'd no. probably be a really good exercise. Like look at the matches that you've had the best sort of um, uh, reaction with in person and or, or, or dating and look how many times you guys texted before you felt comfortable enough to ask that person out or to go out with that person. Maybe a good yeah, Hinge. Stuff. A couple years ago, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember the exact number now, mm -hmm. but a couple years ago, Hinge actually released data on the average number of messages that people exchange before going out because Hinge has that like we met feature. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was 12. Oh wow. Okay. You're right there. Nice. Let's go. I could be I could be wrong about the number. Mm -hmm. Somebody in the listening is gonna fact check me on that, but I remember it was like it was low. And that yeah, was the point. Sense. Yeah. Like get to it. Like chances yeah. are, if you guys match and you've liked each other's profiles, you know you've said stuff, uh, you know, between the two of you that, that that is copacetic. We're all we're all there for the same thing. We're all single people. Hopefully, we're all single yeah. people. <laughs> we're at least all looking to date. Yeah, we're all looking to date. Good good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not we should be is a different question. Yeah. Um. Matt, I think this one is funny, and I want to talk about some of the texts I've received from you. Um. Oh, no. Why do you think, and I think Dennis, like you, as you don't fall into this camp, I think maybe like Dennis probably like washes his face with like hand soap, but um, <laughs> why do 30 something men think that they don't need SPF and moisturizer? Let's go. Please tell the people. Okay. First of all, first of all, I'm very fair skinned. I'm very fair skinned, but I think growing up, like sunscreen was like for events. Like I'm going to a soccer game. I better put on. Um, sort of like sunscreen, there wasn't as big of a sort of like lotion or skincare routine. And then yeah. once I turned 30, uh, and this is this is what Rourke is alluding to, alluding to, I would just ask Rourke about everything. Like, <laughs> should I should I put on lotion before bed? And she's like, uh, yeah, you aren't. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, and then and then it'd be like, and in the morning, and she's like, oh, my God, Matt. And so now my, my favorite whole... was you, you sent me a photo of um was it hand lotion or body lotion and said, can I use this on my hands? <laughs> or like Yes. Yes. I got as a gift from our landlord at, at, um, uh, uh, at, at my company. Um, he gave me some Aesop. It's called like 
like like uh, body balm or something. It's it's got some weird name to it, and yeah. I didn't know like where that applies to or where that could go. And Rourke was telling me about how you know face soap has to be used on the face and then hands on the hands and body on the body. And so I didn't want to like disrespect. But your body can go on the hands. <laughs> yes, the body can body, go on the hands. Hands are part of the body. And like, can't face go on anything? Like, cause face is like the highest yeah, quality. Yeah, probably the most. Yeah, it, you're oh. just probably like wasting. You're probably wasting. Facial product yeah. is much more expensive per ounce, so you're just like yeah. wasting product to do that. But to circle back to the original question, uh, once I started moving to the uh, you know sunscreen every day, uh, that's when Rourke you sent me that Elta MD stuff, and that's what I use every day. Top notch. So um, yeah, that's a good one. It's almost like if you didn't, if you weren't raised, if you weren't raised right. You know, on, on on what products to use on your face or whatever. You almost want someone who you trust to just tell you what to do, uh, and then and then you can do it and you can sustain it. But not necessarily knowing where to start the research to be like, should I buy this one or this one or this one or this one is almost yeah. um, pretty intimidating. So it's again awesome to have strong female friendships because you don't have to feel you know, weird being like, Hey, can I ask you a question, you know, about something that I don't know about, but I know you do. Uh, and then they don't make you feel stupid. Yeah. Love I've that. established skincare routines for several ex-boyfriends. <laughs> and I'm sure they appreciate you for it. <laughs> yeah. And then we would like slowly step it up. Like the, the guy that I dated for a year and a half, it started very simple because he was using a three in one on his entire like <laughs> hair, body and face. And it, so it started very simple of like, you know what? We're going to get your face wash. And then like a few months later, it was like, all right, babe, we're mixing in a night cream. <laughs> like it was like one step at a time. <laughs> now he's probably like sitting with sheet masks at home for all I know. <laughs> Listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yes, my sheet masks. Um, I actually had – I posted – like I, I'll post like product recommendations and stuff on my Instagram and I posted nice. this like scented body lotion that I love and I got a DM from a man asking if he could use it on his face. No way. And I was like, please, please, no. <laughs> Don't do it. I've very recently started to appreciate candles because, uh, mm. again, growing up, a candle to me smelled like sickening vanilla, oh. you know, permeating yeah. the whole room and making it smell like, you know, like defunct laundry. And They've so come a long way. You've come a long way. And then uh, as, a, as a birthday gift a couple of years ago, uh, one of our friends got me this candle and it smelled awesome, but in like a like a gender neutral way. Like mm -hmm. when you smell it, it smells refreshing and like it smells nice. Tobacco. But it doesn't it's yeah, it's not like too floral <laughs> and sweet, but it's also not, yeah, like smoked leather and cigarette. <laughs> like yeah. like overly masculine. And so it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I guess I'm a candle guy now too. <laughs> we love a candle guy. Yeah, no, that's great. So circling back to what you were saying about, you know, showing up to a date and realizing you do or don't have chemistry or whatever it is, is there a certain amount of time typically that it takes you for you to know you want a second date with someone? Oh, definitely. I think you probably know within the first 30 minutes. Um, if you if you have like easy conversation with that person, if you're not tracking, you know, how many seconds it is between each person's comment because you don't care because you have that comfortable silence sort of built in. If there is that sort of physical chemistry or spark, which I mean, you know, within what, 10 seconds or or 13 seconds or whatever, you know, if you're physically attracted to someone, uh, if you have a good view. Um, and, uh, so I think it's probably within 30 minutes. And now that doesn't mean that it can't fall off a cliff when they say something wrong, like, you know, 
something racist or something like that. But um, right, sure, exactly. Like that's <laughs> there what could I'm be saying. Like, no racist comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, probably like thirty minutes, which is which is why in some of the most some of the like relationships that I've been in off of Hinge, I think like the length of the first date. Uh, and I see this on a lot of prompts too. It's like, how do you, what's a sign of a good date? Isn't that one of the prompts? Like, what's yeah, the I sign think so. Of a sign date? of a great first it's date. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like seven hours. We don't know where we are or who we are. And we've just connected mind, soul, and body. And you're like, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty aggressive. I think some of my best yeah. first dates were like sort of short and sweet because you've planned something simple that, mm-hmm. that, and you've had like a great time. And the only thing you know is that you're leaving, you know, sort of wanting to hang out again. And then you can plan something more intentional because you know that person. So if that yeah. person's told you how much they like, you know, fine dining or, you know, walk on the beach or something, you know that you're planning towards an activity that they'll appreciate, whether first dates are about like establishing safety for, you know, especially making sure the women feel safe. Like here's a big public place and, you know, I will sit here and, you know, here's what I look like. And, <laughs> I will sit here. I will keep my hands in you at all times. All those types of things. And so, yeah, I think, I think honestly, short first dates are either really good or really bad. Um, Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, it's almost like leave, leave their, leave not knowing everything because part of the fun of dating is discovering that stuff. I think that's really well said. Yeah. This is a random question that a listener didn't ask, but your mind, body, and soul comment sparked (laughs) it in me. Have you dated in other cities besides LA as a quote unquote adult, like post-college? No, I moved here. um, I moved here right after undergrad. And so uh, I have been here for for 10 years, almost almost 11. And so this has been where uh, all of my adult dating has happened. Yeah, I asked that because that mind, body, and soul thing is something that I don't yeah. think you would ever fucking see in New York. <laughs> like nobody, <laughs> nobody very, here would see that. It's a very yeah. LA oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if I have to talk about you know someone's energy for twenty five minutes and how it's aligned with you know some some rising and falling Jupiter's stolen moon or something like that, I <laughs> I will walk out after thirty minutes. Jupiter's stolen moon. <laughs> that oh Jupiter man, so shifty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is something. Are you guys familiar with Saturn's return? Yeah. No. I, I have um, PowerPoint used to talk about that. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's like a transformative period in someone's life based on yeah. like how old you are and when you were born. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, there are <laughs> <a lot> of, <laughs> not nice. Um, there are a lot of questions about like the trend of men in their thirties who seemingly don't know what they want. And huh. so it's like, how does a man in his thirties, like still not like, cause as you know, on like Bumble and I, I can't, I haven't been on hinge in quite some time. So I don't remember, but um, on Bumble, like a lot of men for kids have like, aren't sure yet. Yeah. How can you be unsure? People want to know. I, I, I mean, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to try to defend some guys here. I think uh, societal pressures to be in a specific place as far as like career success or knowing yourself really, really well. I think that's really prioritized for both men and women, but I'm only speaking from the male perspective, sort of in your 20s. Like I remember being in my early 20s and even though I got promoted uh, to a manager at a very, very young age, it always felt like I was defending myself to women. Like, Mm. Like I was some penny stock 
that that I was trying to get someone to sort of like believe in. And again, I'm I'm maybe speaking to like LA, which is but New York's probably the same way. Like you, all, you always have this sort of like prove it, prove it, chip on yeah, your shoulder, probably. chip on your shoulder thing. And then as you sort of go through your 20s and you mature in your own adult lifestyle and also in your career, naturally confidence starts to come, but it's like a self-confidence. And then you're like, okay, I'm definitely ready to invite someone in in a more serious way into my life. But I haven't been very cognizant about exactly what that is. And so as you start dating more intentionally, once that trigger sort of, or once that, yeah, once that snap sort of like goes off in your mind and you're like, oh, I don't just want, you know, to, to fuck around or whatever, then it's like, oh, well, how much do I prioritize this trait over that trait or this red flag over that red flag? I thought that was a yellow flag and I'm finding out that's really red. You know, I, I might've liked to date more passive women in my late twenties because it made me feel better about myself, but now, but none of them turned out to be very good partners and I don't want to steamroll my partner and that's just not fun or fair. And so then it's like, that is a red flag now. So I think it's just your 20s, you get to know yourself really well, but then in your early 30s specifically, you're, you're, you're more like this is the first time you've super intentionally dated if you're still single and you're trying to find you know, the difference between what's, like, what's just someone you could be in a relationship with and what's someone who could be like a real partner to start a family with. I think that's intimidating. Yeah, I that I think that's really well said. I also want to point out that one of the people asked like how can men yeah. in their 30s and 40s not be sure if they want kids? I don't know if I want kids. I think like that's a very like I don't know use the word normal, but a very like understandable yeah. thing to not be sure. Yeah. Of. Well, then by the way, I know it's again not out. fair from a biological sure. standpoint. We don't have to be as dialed into that decision as early as women do. Yes. So I know that I'm virile until I'm in my seventies <laughs> or, 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 you know, eighties. I don't know when the latest guy to have a, have a, have a kid is, but you know, you don't have to think about it as cognizantly because it's not as time sensitive. There's not as much temporal pressure on it. So, uh, I think it's, it's unfair, but it's the truth. No, that's it's a like, good point. I don't have to, you know, and, and then a lot of times too. And I think this is again, speaking to like LA and, and New York or like the bigger cities, like kids are insanely expensive, insanely yeah. expensive. If you're, if you're sending someone to a $35,000 a year preschool, like you, 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 you better have an idea of, of, of what that life is going to look like before you, well, in my opinion, sort of like before you, you Embark know, um, start going down that path. Um, yeah, actually, I think this like bleeds into like this, yeah. to hop on something you said earlier, Matt, about like, I do think there is, there is like pressure on men to have like a lot of stuff sorted before they get to point X. And yeah. I actually think like, Allie, you really see that in the ultimatum where like all of these men's, uh, yeah, that like on this show, Matt, where like, I was just thinking it's about that. like getting engaged or not. Um, all these men are like, I have all this student debt. I'm like, not where I want to yeah. be in my career yet. Like I'm, and the women are like, I don't care. I'll help you build that. Like, I'll help you get there. And like, we'll do it together. And the guy's like, no, like I need to be settled in it before I can do X. And so, yeah, I, I think that there's something really true there. Yeah, that's incredibly sweet too. Um, I've never had that perspective or I've never had, I've never been with someone who who took that perspective. Um, maybe, maybe it's an LA thing or maybe it's just the people who I've met so far, but I always felt like I had to be, 
the one who was offering, you know, who had a ton to offer uh, in order to be attractive to them. Um, I also, I can't go back to being 25 anymore. So mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't go back and be like, hey, if anyone wants to take on this project, you can. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's like a certain, and I think that's another thing. I don't know if that's a question or not, but I think that's another sort of interesting thing that I uh, think about quite a bit, which is how much should I be set in my ways from all the experience as a professional and as an adult so far? And how malleable should I be to certain things? How quickly should we call something a red flag if it's you know, only only armed with one super bad experience when that could be, you know, um, an outlier perspective or an outlier situation. And so sometimes when I'm when I'm trying to think about, oh, should I go on a third date with this person or a fifth date or a seventh? You know, I, I'm wrestling with these types of things because no one's perfect. But at what point does something, you know, go from greenish yellow to pure yellow to red to you know to orange or you know where okay, you're introducing way too many flags into this system yeah. too many flags, <laughs> too, many flags. Um, too many flag colors at what no. point does all that happen uh i think that's one of the biggest difficulties um when you when you start dating more seriously and more intentionally and you are looking for a partner it's like oh man you know if it's not just like a click moment which i've never had i'm, I'm single um what does it look like for something to feel so good and healthy that you're just like, Hey, full steam ahead. You know, here's my social security number. Let's go put you on credit cards. <laughs> and my mom's maiden name. And yeah. My here's my mom's maiden name. <laughs> I think you actually hit on a, a reason why I think you actually hit on a reason why younger guys resonate with mm-hmm. me as well. Mm-hmm is because of the set in their ways thing. Like I consider my, some, myself someone who yeah. is very open and wants to try new things and do new things. And, you know, I, I have stuff that I like and do, but I still consider myself, I, I hate to use this word, Matt, but adventurous and like wanting to like try new stuff. Um, and I have found that the older people get, and this yeah, is probably I'm true rigid about as women fuck. too, but I, I don't date women, so I don't have that perspective from dating them. The less Matt knows this. <laughs> <laughs> like when I've been out with older guys, I have found it to much more be, well, this is my routine yeah. and this is what I do. And this That's is a really good point. And let me circle back on the word adventure. Okay. Here's my diatribe on adventure. When I see – okay. First of all, if it is, that's fantastic. It's on – It's not in my profile. But – when I see the word adventure, <laughs> like it has such a passivity to it because you don't actually want to go on, in my perspective, you don't actually want to go on an adventure. You want to be taken on an adventure. So you're asking for me to come up with something super crazy, super cool, super interesting to sort of entertain you. And it's mm. so annoying and frustrating because the ROI on that is so low. I don't know you well enough to guess what type of quote unquote adventure or what's something that's adventurous to you. And then so we both leave just really unrequited when really it's like, you know, if it was really an adventure, like, oh, let's both try archery. You know, let's let's both try this. Let's both try that. That's a cool discourse that then we can both settle on an adventure. Um, but it can't just be like, impress me come up with something really interesting so that i have something cool to do on a sunday afternoon when nor when i'm not going to participate in any of it yeah so down with adventure (laughs) (laughs) i think that 
a lot of people make that mistake with broad words yeah. like that. Like people will say like, I'm, I love the outdoors. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well there is a really broad spectrum of liking the outdoors. Like, are you, are you on a, a you, hike that doesn't like really camping? require sneakers or are you climbing a mountain? Right. Are oh, you yeah. like and then camping sometimes with no electricity there's just a level or of running specificity water? That's super, super helpful in prompts. I like to laugh is not helpful. I've never met a person who doesn't like to laugh. I like to laugh. I like to laugh no. at comedy shows on Thursday nights for, for <laughs> on, you know, great. Uh, you've armed me with something right. that I can talk about. I like to eat good food. I've never met a person. Exactly. Yeah. I like to, I like to spend my whole what Sundays making my grandma's red sauce, like proud to be half Italian. That's cool. That's sexy. That tells me something about you, not only from like who you are and what you resonate with and, 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 uh, you know, from that perspective, but, but also an activity you like doing. So I think there's cool ways to lace in these very generic, like mother is good statements, but try to find any specificity because if we're the ones meaning guys who have to go off of it, then you're not helping us start a conversation. Therefore you're going to get like a generic opener and it's not going to lead us to where we want to go, which is just you know, a date or, or a good conversation. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's the blanket disclaimer across the entire episode. Uh, I mean, do we end there? I feel like that was good. Yeah. We've One been going man. for a while. Time flies. Good job. Matt. I think I'm I was proud perfect. To be your friend. Let's go. Proud to be your friend. Yeah. yeah. If anything was offensive, can you take it out? Oh no, nothing <laughs> was. Great. Okay, good. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah. Good. Because I want to say I want to say Nothing things that I really wish that people knew from my perspective like that, that that I know. But I also don't want to be too harsh because I understand that some people, you know, it's just it's hard enough showing the vulnerability to put themselves out there. And especially, you know, I think all three of us are pretty like extroverted when we want to yeah. be. And so it's not hard for me to summon a joke and and hit like on someone's profile. And I don't think about it that hard. But I've also seen other guys who are like almost crippled by, oh, my God, I actually think this profile and this girl is super cute. I now have decision paralysis of if I make the wrong joke, you know, she's mm. not going to like me back. And I actually care about this person. And so I don't want to speak down to those people like just summon a witty joke and go for it. But um, I also want to say, like, lighten up like this isn't the end all and the be all. Yeah, we talk about that, too, with like. Good. Don't put yeah. so much like don't put so much weight on a match. Like it's yeah, it, it's nothing to you right now in like a good way and a bad way, right? So, but anyway, have you ever got have you ever talked about like the the personas that you create Absolutely. with people before you meet them based on their profiles? What do you? Yeah. I don't think we've talked about that specifically, but I have talked about like what happens when you talk to somebody too long yes, and it ends perfect. up. Being like when you That's read a perfect. book and then see the movie. And like the movie yeah. might not be objectively bad, but you're like, he doesn't talk like that. Like that's like he didn't have brown hair. Like you like have all of these like thoughts in your mind about the persona you've created from these book characters. And now the movie's terrible to you because I think that. that's perfect. And I think that's hilarious. And um, I live with my brother and and we always talk about this type of stuff. And he'll always be like, how's the date? And I'll be like, man, the image I had of her meaning like the holistic image just did not align at all with like the person who was there. And so it's another reason why yeah. I think I used to like want to over flirt to prove to people like I'm creative or I'm funny or whatever. And now it's just like, Nope, like funny, funny, funny 
ask out. What's your number? <laughs> Date. Date. Great. Yes, no. And, you know, I'm a pretty decisive person. So if you know and can add or answer in like the first 10 texts, you're probably more wired to want to date a guy like me anyway. So it's like another. Yeah, filter. that's fair. Okay, I'll leave you guys alone. Totally. Yeah, God, Matt, you get out of here. We're trying to get rid of you. Bye. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, I thank to, you so much. Like oh, wait a second, though, because <laughs> you can't just leave. You can't just leave. That was a joke. <sighs> um, but yes, thank you again, Matt. Yeah. This was great. And a couple of people asked for your number, FYI. So I it's true. People think pick. you're cute. Oh, let's go. Even though you sent that turkey picture out, which is like flattering, but also after like eight hours of cooking, you my hair is all wrong. It's a great photo. You did you say anything like he cooked that bird? That no, twenty one pound bird? No. I did not. <sighs> Huge miss. Okay. We're done now. Goodbye. <laughs>